Today, we are going to be talking about the AFC South. We're going to talk Anthony Richardson and the Colts. We're going to talk CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans. We're going to be talking Calvin, Calvin Ridley and them Jaguars. And we're going to be talking about DeAndre Hopkins going to the Tennessee Titans. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Beerly Football Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Beerly Football Podcast. It's about football, but Beerly. I am your host, Zachary Smith. Join with me as always are my two very good friends, Trevor Scott, Kerry Dempsey. How are we doing tonight, boys? Excellent. Excellent. I've been I've been waiting on waiting for a long time to talk about this division. Jags fans have been getting on my nerves a little bit this offseason, but uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Carrie, I like your little setup. New setup back there. I know, new place. New episode. I've been drinking since 1 p.m. today. Didn't stop. It's going to be a great episode. All right. Shout out to Bill Belichick for ruining my life and not signing Johnny Hopkins, but we'll get get to that later. All right. So, before we get started, guys... I mean, this is probably the second worst division in the NFL. We can be honest about the situation we're in right now. Fair. Um, just real quick, we're not going to go into any specific records. We'll do that throughout the show. Who will win this division and why? Zach's in the hate, dude. Easily the Tennessee Titans. Titans were cruising to this division last season. Tannehill went down. Burks went down. This team got injured. They fell apart. This brought in DeAndre Hopkins. Tannehill's healthy again. We got Henry back for another year. This defense is ready to rock. Titans, people sleep on him all offseason long. This is a boring-ass team. I don't care. This team is taking the division. The Jacksonville Broadguars, wherever I go. <laughs> You know what, Kerry? Thank you for saying division. it. Thank you for saying Titans it. Titans are running this division. Get I, ready. I feel Ryan so much better. I feel so one. much better now that Kerry picked the Titans. <laughs> you can tell he's been drinking since 1 o'clock. Fraud wars. Fraud wars. Kerry. Titans taking the division, boys. Okay. Um, I'm going to say this team that I picked to win the division is in a state that I've been to, so I'll say that. And why? Because so it's either the Jags or the Titans. He hates Trevor Lawrence, so it's the Titans. I've been to the Houston airport in Texas, actually. So you're not picking count? the Texans. <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> well, I guess we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah, but no way you've been to Indianapolis either. Hey. I surprised you, you guys a couple like, weeks ago when I. You've been to like four states in your whole lifetime. Huh? You've been to like four states in your whole life. No, I think I'm in like maybe like six or five. Wow, crazy. Well traveled, yeah. Trevor Kirkland. He is, yeah. really. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I'm warm blooded. I can't go to them cold states, man. I can't. Alrighty. Were uh, you in Georgia like two years ago? It's the middle of summer, okay? It was like 90 degrees, bro. Yeah, it was, it's hot as hell here right talking now. About? It's you, hot didn't hot you didn't go hey, see that? Yeah, yeah, he didn't, he didn't even... Today? He texted me, he's like, I miss you, and I was like, come through, and he never responded. 
Well, I wasn't there anymore. But I sent you a picture. Did you see the picture I sent you? Yeah, Georgia State. Georgia State, yeah, that was pretty sick. Reminded me of your uh, NCAA video game yeah. team. Um, I didn't know it was a stadium until the second time I went around it. But... <laughs> That's all that matters. All righty. Uh, I'm taking the Jags. I, I don't think it should surprise anybody. I picked them last year. No bias! I picked them last year. I'm picking them again this year. They're the best team in the division by far. Uh, Ryan Tannehill doesn't scare me. Traylon Burks doesn't scare me. Derrick Henry doesn't scare me. And neither does DeAndre Hopkins. Man's aging. He's a wide receiver. Who was scared by Evan Ingram, bro? Evan Ingram was the best tight end in the division last year. Not even close. He's one of the best. He was a top 10 tight end in the NFL last season. Statistically. Are you going to argue Are you gonna argue it wasn't a top 10 tight end statistically? Because if you are, you're wrong, but we could go there. I can't hey, what, hey, what are you guys drinking that? tonight? What are you guys drinking tonight? <laughs> so I'm going to have a bunch of different beers tonight, but I'm starting with okay. a Heineken Silver. Wow. Why do they call it that? Just because the can is silver? I guess. I don't know. I've only had, like, uh, one Heineken ever. so I don't think I ever have. But I always thought it tasted good either. because before I was 21, I thought it looked like Mountain Dew. So I thought it would probably taste like Mountain Dew. But Did it taste like Mountain Dew? Okay, I just said I never had it, man. I'm just asking you, did it taste like Mountain Dew? All right, Carrie, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> I have a lot of beer. I have the a main beer company, Woods and Waters, any pale ale. And under the bottom, it says, do what's right. And if you want to do what's right, don't drink this beer because it's an that tastes terrible. But it is huge. It is a giant beer. I'm going to have to drink this this whole episode, but it's not good. If, if you want to do what's right, don't drink this damn beer. Carrie murdered 13 Twisted Teas from 2 p.m. today till 11, actually, Zach. 11. Oh, sorry. Don't be crazy, Zach. Yeah. Don't be crazy. I started drinking earlier in the day. In the morning, actually. What do you have, Trevor? Uh, I think I hinted towards it last week. So, um, twisted you haven't heard that. <laughs> no, 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 no. There are Twisted Teas on deck. There will always be Twisted Teas on deck. So, Twisted Tea, make sure oh, to sponsor man. us for sure. Sponsor me, anybody. Mom, send me money. But, um, <laughs> yeah, last week I had like a funky. What did I have? Like a. Lemonade with Crown Royal, and it, it was like corduroy pants was the can. But this time, I think I hinted at it last week, but it's my favorite whiskey, which is Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey. Oh, yeah, you did hint at this, yeah. Mixed with a lemonade. So, Crack it open. Really Let's get a first excited. taste. Let's get a first taste. Let's see. I feel like this definitely was the tea. Wow, man. Wow, oh, man. Definitely twisted tea. Wow, man. Okay. He's definitely drinking My favorite thing. What? Zach, why is there stuff moving in your background? Are you crazy? I see stuff moving in your background right now. Now make sure to check us out on YouTube and let us know in the comments if you see anything. What is moving in the background? background. <laughs> really sports on YouTube. What are you talking about, man? There is stuff moving in that blanket right now. <laughs> Okay. All right. We might need to call an ambulance for Carrie halfway through this episode, but we're going to keep talking. First topic of the day, really, 
Uh, I know we brought up like who we thought was going to win the division, but first big top. This kind of blew up on Twitter. Um, NFL running backs and getting paid. I think that someone took the average salary of a kicker and the average salary of every running back in the NFL, and kickers on average make more than running backs on average. But it's skewed heavily because there's so many backup Four running backs. Four running backs versus one kicker. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. You know the uh, the uh, like underlying conspiracy, like that the running backs think it thinks that the owners have all conspired together to not pay running backs for whatever reason, to save money, to whatever. And that's I think that's what some of the running backs believe is happening. I don't know what happens. I don't know what's happening. but I can tell you what's happening. Why don't we the just last, think about it? I, I can tell you, I can tell you exactly, because I know exactly where Kerry's going. I'll tell you exactly what's happening. NFL owners are realizing you don't need a top five back to win a Super Bowl. Exactly. Well, look look at every Super Bowl winner in the last 20 years. There's been, like, three top ten running backs among them. And, like, these three big running backs everybody's talking about for big contracts, let's look at them. Saquon Barkley, he had a great season last year. He didn't do anything the two years before that. He had a great rookie season. That's it. So He's he had, going like, into what? his fifth year. He's only played two yeah, of those years. Oh, Josh Jacobs. He was good his rookie year. He sucked for two years, and then he had a great season last year. Josh, and then Pollard had a good season, but he's never been the number one guy. He's been half and half with Zeke for four years. None of these guys have been good running backs for four years. Why do you want to pay any of these guys? Let me say, so what you're saying, and like I don't know about the twenty year thing, but I know like the last like ten Super Bowls, like the starting running back was not. I mean. They weren't even getting paid like a million dollars. They're not even maybe starting. Maybe like, like the, years. I think like the leading rusher or something. Yeah. But so, so it's pretty obvious to conclude that to win a Super Bowl, you need like a passing attack. Yeah. Um, it doesn't hurt to have a decent running back, but you can pick up those guys in the draft. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco played great for the Chiefs last year. Okay. Seven round pick. But, he's, but if you don't have a, a passing attack, because not every team has a passing attack. Yeah. Like, if you don't have a top-ten quarterback, you don't have a passing attack. Do you need a running back? Jer- Where did the Chiefs get Jarek McKinnon? Jarek McKinnon wasn't a high pick. They didn't pay him a ton of money. But him and I mean, that's what I'm saying, great. but they have a passing attack. They have Patrick Mahomes. Because the only teams that win Super Bowls have passing attacks. They don't get carried by the running backs. A team okay, that's what I'm saying, but that's only money. like – that's only a like, team led by Saquon Barkley is never going to win a Super Bowl. Okay, but they're not going to win it without him. And they're, they're not, not going to win anything with him. Okay, but if you were you to take him away last year, that is worse. Sure. When did Adrian Peterson ever win a Super Bowl? Okay, we're saying the same thing. Are we? Yeah, I'm saying that like only 20, 25% of the league has like a passing attack and like a, a shot. To You're win saying, a Super Bowl. yeah, that only 20 to 25 percent of the league has a legit shot at winning a Super Bowl given their passing attack. The, and that these bottom... other teams without a passing attack, I feel like they need to run the ball. Like they have to, because if you can't pass, you have to run. So, do you think that's why that the the bottom half of the league has the most like top talent at running back is because that they just get the ball more? I don't even think it's, like, the bottom part of the league. Like, because I think, it, like, teams like the Browns and stuff, like, not even because Watson. Browns were the bottom half of the league for sure last year. 
But I mean, like when they were in when they were with Baker and they like made the playoffs, like nobody was scared of Baker, but like Nick Chubb ran them what? to the playoffs. And like that's the only way that team could have made the playoffs. How far can Nick Chubb lead you in the playoffs? You can't rely on the running game so far, you know. Same thing with Derrick Henry. He's the only way that team was going to get in the playoffs. But you yeah. can't win games with them. But I think they deserve to be paid more. Like, like I, I think these guys deserve to get paid. But I, I do think they're overvalued. They're not as important as a, a passing attack. But I, I don't know. I think they deserve more money, but not. I can also agree that they're overvalued, and you don't really need one anymore if you have a good enough passing attack. We don't need a top you back. Like, you, you, need, you need like two you or saw... three guys. You need a committee. If Both you get two or three decent fits, guys yeah. that do different things. Both the teams in the Super Bowl last season, you know, they had a committee backfield. Miles Sanders with the Eagles RB1, they got rid of him, and now they have more of a committee. Like, Christian McCaffrey is one of the rare guys, but, like, Christian McCaffrey is different that he's a more of a receiving back, you know. Like, you don't need Derrick Henry that's going to run the ball 20, 25 times a game. Also, like, remember you, all the things that but, Christian McCaffrey did in Carolina? I mean, he's more of a receiving back than he is a running back, you know. But that's Gary, true. Gary, you but said still. you don't need Derrick Henry, right, like to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. But did the Titans need Derrick Henry that year? Did they win anything with him? They made the playoffs. They didn't win anything. Because okay, you, have to have a passing, you have to have a passing attack, too. Okay, so that's what it comes down to. Would you rather go balls out and at least try to make the playoffs and maybe make something happen or just tank? I mean, you want to win games at the end of the day, but when you get paid money versus a quarterback, versus a running back, you're going to take the quarterback. And I think everybody's – like even the Giants, they're going to pay money for Daniel Lewis versus Saquon Barkley. Yes. Yeah. I think everybody would agree with that. You're going to pay the quarterback versus running back. What versus did you South. take Saquon Barkley away last year? They're a worse team, but... But would they be much farther in the playoffs? Or gotten farther? No. Would they have been that much apart? No. Saquon didn't even have a great yards for Harry last year for how people say good he was. He was more... I mean, he wasn't like a... I don't know. He didn't like run crazy, but like he was very reliable. He held on to the ball. He played the full year. Like he was good for thirty touches a game. Like and he scored. Just and, like, the way it is, you don't need a good running back in this day and air. Like so, you think if you had Matt Breed and some other guy last year, they would have obviously they wouldn't have been as good, but like they could have been around the same. I think they would have been playing near the same level of football. Yeah, I mean, obviously there would have been a drop off, but like. I don't think there would have been as fall. It was like if you had Daniel Jones versus you know a top thirty quarterback instead of a top twenty, that's a much bigger drop off than like Saquon Barkley versus Matt Breida. I agree. So, do you think every season is like Super Bowl or bust? Yeah, that's the whole point of the NFL. I mean, NFL is different than MLB and like those other leagues that like people are tanking every year. The whole goal of the NFL season is to win the Super Bowl, and the whole For most every season though. That's your goal. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but that should be the goal. Do you think the Chargers' goal last year was to win the Super Bowl? Actually, yes. absolutely, yeah. Do you think Hunter. the Jags? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. At the beginning of the year, you think their goal is to win the Super Bowl? That's every, At the beginning of the year, goal. absolutely it was. I think towards the middle of the season, it turned to let's make the playoffs. There's a few teams that isn't. Like, obviously the Texans aren't going to win the Super Bowl, but, like, 
There's, well, because yeah. the, here's the thing: at a certain point in a season, it because so like for instance, we'll use the Kansas City Chiefs and Jacksonville Jaguars as a great example. Kansas City Chiefs and Jacksonville Jaguars both go into the season saying we want to win a Super Bowl. Okay. Kansas City Chiefs, halfway through the year, their goal is we're on track to be in a Super Bowl. We just need to stay on that track. Jacksonville Jaguars, halfway through the season last year, it's we're on track to not even make the playoffs, and our goal was to win a Super Bowl. Now our goal is to make the playoffs, or else we don't even have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Does that make sense, Trevor? Yeah. I just I feel like some teams, like especially with young quarterbacks, like, I feel like it's just to have, like, I don't know. I feel like some teams would be more realistic. Like, as a Jags fan last year, I would have been like, no fucking way we're going to win a Super Bowl. Um, but, like, I mean, every, as long as Trevor Lawrence can stay healthy, as long as Trevor Lawrence can stay healthy and just be more calm and we can win, like, at least seven, eight, nine games, like, I would have been happy with that. I feel like every team's goal is to win the Super Bowl. As, like, every as year? As unrealistic as they may be. That's what everybody about, uh, steps to success, like Giannis said. The NF no, this isn't the NBA. The NFL, every team wants to win the Super Bowl every year. It's not the NBA that team half the teams in the league tank. NFL, every team wants to win the Super Bowl. That's your goal for the year. It's okay. not the MLB. Like it's the Raiders, the, you think the Raiders think they're gonna win the Super Bowl this year? Or the Cardinals? Or the Seahawks. Running back wide receiver do in the NFL. Team needs to stay healthy. Yeah, why not? This is the NFL. Every team tries. This isn't the NBA. <laughs> Four teams in the league try. Come on. Every team wants to win the Super Bowl. So you think running backs should never get paid under any – you wouldn't even pay Nick Chubb. I wouldn't pay any running back in the NFL. Yeah, Terry's had this stance for a long time, actually. I have. If he was a GM, he would outright refuse to pay running backs. He'd get him as a rookie. After the rookie deal was over, he'd draft another guy. Literally the only running backs I would pay would be like Chubb, Henry, and McCaffrey. And even then I'm not paying them insane money. Shout out to Henry McCaffrey. Um, okay. Like, Josh Jacobs, he said one good season. Does that mean he deserves a huge contract? No. Saquon, hey, same thing. Who's somebody that you like that you wouldn't pay? Like, you, you think they're a good running back, but you wouldn't pay him a lot. Like, Armando Stevenson. I think he's good. I'm a Patriots fan. I like Armando Stevenson. He's a good running back. But it's also very easy to find another good running back. There's, there are a dime a dozen. It's not that hard to find. Okay, let me There's ask you. A lot of running backs you can get out there to get four yards carry. You know, the most like, the most important thing to having a good running game is a good offensive line. So exactly, actually, the better more important, It's actually more important to have a good O line than it is to have a good running back. Exactly, you pay the O line, you don't pay the running backs. That's fair, you know, because Demarco Murray that one year in Dallas had me sold that he was legit, dude. I was like, this man is crazy. Ah. Uh, yeah, and then he fell off quick when that line uh, deteriorated. But he was nasty that year. He was going for like 130 yards every week, at least. All right, we ready for our first guess? Absolutely. So. All right, so we're going to talk AFC South. Um, we'll start out tonight. Um, we get a returning guest, John Crumpler, to talk some Texans. John, you there? Yeah, we did. It's good to see you all again. Another football season. Another football That's season. Fair. Great time of the year. So, Does it feel any different this time around in Houston? How does it feel as um, opposed to last I think the biggest thing is this year the optimism feels like it's actually rooted in something real compared to a, a lot of hype over a quarterback you saw played five games in hope. I think there's like, oh, you know, there's like $50 million of free agents and some top ten picks. Like in D'Amico, you know, you can really get excited about it. It's, it's real believable football things. So I think it feels a lot different. 
So you, you sound pretty happy about C.J. Stroud. Is that right? Yeah, I love – I mean, I, I think they had to take the quarterback at number two. I think a lot in Houston – a lot of people in Houston might have preferred Bryce. I think most people nationally did as well. But C.J. Stroud's a, a great prospect, a guy who I think is going to play well in this system. And, you know, they, they scared me for a little bit. I was worried they weren't going to pick the quarterback. So I'm relieved to see C.J. Stroud on this team right now. What did, you kinda, think gonna, did you think they were going to take Anderson at number two? Was that your I mean, biggest they, Uh Pretty much. Pretty. I mean, they loved Anderson. I mean, I think the trade they made pretty well reflects how much they were infatuated by Will Anderson as both a, a person and a prospect. And I, I thought that was a legitimate possibility leading up to the day of the draft that they would uh, go Anderson at two and maybe wait till the second round on a quarterback. So when that card went in with CJ Stroud's name, a, uh, a lot of relief there for myself and many people in the fan base, I, I think as well. Y'all almost was... ended up with Will Levis. <laughs> I had Will Met- Will Levis in my final mock. There, there was a lot of noise that that was that was the guy. But I mean, I mean, any possible rumor about Houston, you heard it this past oh, spring. I think gosh. they did a good job of keeping things tight. It was it was kind of weird too because like obviously Davis Mills is still there and then they brought in Case Keenum so it's like Mills is QB two Keenum is QB three I was like kind of suspect that people would go in there as Mills QB one Keenum QB two so it kind of you know surprised a little people that they ended up taking a quarterback in that first round. How does the Texans fan base feel about Davis Mills right now? It's kind of an interesting topic. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely topical right now because D'Amico Ryan's he's come in and he says it's a quarterback competition right now, which uh, I think a lot of people that's refreshing because Lovey Smith did come in and he gifted the franchise to a guy who played five games. They didn't bring in any competition. I think they signed Kyle Allen last year. Really, everything was about Mills. They made him a team captain out the gate. So um, as, as much as we like to see kind of like the idea of competition return, there is a little anxiety that Mills could open up the season as a starter. I, I personally don't expect that. A lot of people, they're excited to have him. You know, they're appreciative for the the potential, I guess, Mills brought to the last season and really getting through those games with it was not an NFL roster the past two years. But they see him as a potentially a, a high upside backup quarterback. Maybe you could trade him in the future. And worst case, he's an insurance policy if anything does happen to C.J. Stroud this year. But everybody's ready to see number seven open the season under center. I was going to ask you if he's wearing number seven. I, I think I saw that on Twitter, maybe. Yeah, he paid the kicker for it. So I think Kaimi Fairbairn uh, came off the number for him and went back to 15, which he wore at uh, UCLA. Gotcha. I see 99 and 23 back there. Who is who's 23? Uh, that's a, uh, that's a Jonathan Foster. Taylor. No, no, it's not Aaron Foster. So this is uh, that's a little heir to my first uh, dynasty championship. So I went from first to worst with Jonathan Taylor as my number one pick. So that's a uh, that's a Wisconsin Jonathan Taylor jersey that I I might have gotten myself after that championship. I don't see a uh, a Brock Osweiler jersey. Is that in the closet or where is that? One? Unfortunately, no no Osweiler jerseys here. I I think uh, I do have a David Carr jersey. But that's probably my my oldest Texan. He was the original Texan, the uh, the first pick of their their draft. So, but no, no Osweiler here. Okay. CJ Stroud like- actually was my favorite quarterback going into this draft, simply because I thought, out of all the quarterbacks available, I thought he had the most arm talent. I think he can make more throws than anybody in this draft. Um, he's not as athletic as Anthony Richardson. I don't think he's quite as 
NFL ready in terms of his decision making as Bryce Young, but I think in terms of arm talent, that's why he was my favorite going in the draft because there's such a high upside with him. Um, is that something similar to what the Texans fan base is feeling about him? Yeah, I think CJ Stroud's kind of seen as like both high upside and high floor. So you tackle the floor aspects. I think it does count come down to arm talent. So maybe not the rocket arm that Anthony Richardson or Will Levis have, but he showed an ability to layer the ball in college that mm-hmm. those two guys did not have. And it's it the throws look so much easier for him than they do for a guy like Bryce Young. So I think you say, yeah. okay, a really natural thrower of the football and if you guys remember, so Bobby Slowick from San Francisco is brought in um, as the offensive coordinator. So this is going to be an offense where you kind of just need to know what, once you identify the picture, you should already know where you're going with the ball. It's yeah. not, I think it's going to bring him along pretty gently in that way. And he has the arm to make every throw in this system in that West Coast, kind of play the point guard there. And then when you talk about the ceiling, and I think we've seen this with Justin Fields at a, coming from Ohio State in Chicago, you know, they, they didn't let – I don't think we knew Fields was this dynamic of a runner. We knew he was a runner, but did we know he was this 99th percentile athlete coming into the league? I don't think we know we knew that he was that. He's kind of had to develop outside of that system, and I think Stroud's talked about this, that he was encouraged not to run – well, one, he, he, he had teammates who were going to get open. He wanted to give them time to do that. But two, the system kind of dictated that he worked through a lot of progressions here. And he said, you know, sometimes I wish I ran more. And I think we'll see that – um, during his first year in Houston, what is the evolution of C.J. Stroud going to be? Because as many gifts as Ohio State gives its quarterbacks, I also think it asks them to play in a certain way. So I think there there might be some upside there that we haven't seen yet. So I think Houston fans are kind of excited about every aspect of this guy, whether that's not yet fully knowing what kind of athlete he can be and just what that kind of accuracy does for a receiver group. Honestly, like, this is a Texan team. There hasn't been, like, you know, much excitement since Sean Watson left. Now, like, you look at this team, there's exciting guys to watch the team, whether it's Stroud, Will Anderson, Damian Pierce, John Mechie coming back. Jonathan Grenard. Yeah, there, there's exciting guys on this roster, which there really hasn't been in a couple of years. <laughs> That's quite the name to pick. No, I mean, there, there are some guys who I think – um, I don't know if they're going to become household names yet, but there are guys who are going to be like in contention for Pro Bowl spots. Like, can Jalen Petrie, 145 tackles last year, five interceptions, I believe five fours. You know, it, it's ridiculous that he um, almost led the NFL in tackles because Lovey Smith's cover two was just hemorrhaging so frequently. But you add him with Jimmy Ward. Can that be one of the best safety duos in the NFL? You've got Derek Stingley and Will Anderson. Can they emerge as some of the best young players at their spots? Uh, CJ Stroud, Damian Pierce, um, you know, the receiver group, we're, we're not, we're just trying to, we're, we're thinking it's going to work out right now, trying not to look too hard into it. But can the scheme make the most of a guy like a Tank Dell who led college football and receiving last year? There's room for excitement in ways that has not been present just because the talent's there. You think there's any chance we see Mechie's like comeback player of the year this year? I know, I know uh, Hamlin's going to be the favorite, but. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard for Hamlin not to win that award. I mean, if Mechie it, – it just depends on how good Mechie is, right? If Mechie has a 1,000-yard season, which I, I personally don't think that would happen, but if Mechie goes crazy, absolutely. He's got the story for it, and he's got the room to go in and produce. I, I'm personally not expecting a lot from John Mechie in the, the first year, and it's not because I don't think he can. It's just because I don't think it is a fair expectation to to put on him after the medical condition and the treatment and the recovery that he went through, just how 
kind of like all-encompassing that is for your body to, to fight cancer. And he's already had that injury in the spring, unfortunately, that kind of set him back minorly. So we'll see how quickly he hits the field. But he's definitely the X factor for Houston's offense in terms of right now, no one's projecting a lot from him. But this was a guy that they traded, I think, three picks to move up to 44th overall last year and clearly had a lot of faith in. So if he could be that guy, absolutely. I think you could be talking about John Mechie, comeback player of the year. It's kind of a crazy question. I mean, obviously, we just just drafted quarterback top of the draft last year. Let's say for some reason we see the Texans ending up with, like, top two, top three pick next year, have a chance at Caleb Williams. Can you see this team, you know, making a run at Caleb Williams next year, or do you think Stroud's the guy for the future? Well, well, maybe maybe I could have, but that pick belongs to the Arizona Cardinals, courtesy of the Will Anderson trade. Yeah. I think um, Houston yeah. might have committed the – you know, I, I love Will Anderson as a prospect. He was, I think, the number two overall guy on my big board. I had Bryce and then I had Will. But it's going to – Will's got a lot to live up to that billing, and they, they clearly believe he can be that guy. This this is a team that I do think added too much talent is in, in too weak of a division to lose that many games. I don't expect them to be giving Arizona a top-five pick. And if they did, unless Will Anderson's just a stud, that that's a disaster. Let's be clear about that. But you're talking about D'Amico Ryans. I think he runs a defense that's going to win you some games. Maybe you couldn't. It makes, makes life really difficult for opposing quarterbacks. I think they got the bodies that they need on the defensive line to allow some of that really talented secondary to work. And the offensive line, a ton of investment there. Shaq Mason brought him from Tampa Bay on a $30 million contract, obviously Laramie Tunsil. You've got King and Green, first-round pick from last year, invested a second at center, and then a 2019 first-round pick, Titus Tunsil at right tackle. They expect to run the ball really well, so I do not think they'll be making a run at Caleb Williams. Um, there, But even if they did, uh, it's more so going to come down to what can Cleveland do for where is their pick going to be. It's kind of – you kind of like – talked me into into Houston this year. I feel like there's a little bit of hype around Houston right now. You've been listening to Laramie Tunsil? Because I think he's been on every major network saying the same thing. Really? What is that? Uh, um, is there any like big point of concern as big as the wide receiver room, like even on the defensive side of the ball? Or That's a great question. Um, I think on the defensive side of the ball – for D'Amico's system to work, you do need the defensive line to be able to take their assignments and win. And I, th- I think there's some concern outside of Will Anderson. What does that opposite edge rusher look like? Can Jerry Hughes have another renaissance season? They brought in Sheldon Rankins on a one-year $10 million deal. Um, he's not going to be next to Malik Collins. Can they kind of eat the double teams that they need to for the linebackers to work? Not a ton of talent at the linebacker position either. Denzel Perryman brought in from Las Vegas to play. He's going to start at middle linebacker. Second-year kid from Alabama, Christian Harris, will be next to him. Um, so it's kind of what is that front seven picture outside of Will Anderson. But then, yeah, it's all about the receiver group. I think you saw them target uh, really a Shanahan archetype of receivers. They went out and paid Robert Woods uh, a little earlier than I might have if I was them. They signed him before free agency started. Uh, they targeted Tank Dell in the draft in the third round. Obviously, Nico Collins, John Mechie are still there. But you're looking at guys who you don't really have any vertical burners. You don't have any proven ball winners. So you're asking, can they win with scheme and route running, which is a big ask. You're going to have to eat in the short and intermediate areas of the field. So for Houston fans, I think a lot of them right now are hoping that a guy like a Nico Collins, who was 6'4 and 
I mean, he's got that big build archetype that he can be the vertical burner, the ball winner on the perimeter and kind of open things up for Dalton Schultz, Robert Woods, Tank Dell, who are not going to, you don't really think of them as attacking vertically. They're going to have to find soft spots in the zone. But I, I think it's fair to say the receiver room's the biggest concern and why you saw a lot of people hammering for DeAndre Hopkins to come home for the past two months. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I'm not on, yeah, I don't interact with a lot of Texans fans, but um, that's that's funny about trying to get Hopkins back. I forgot, I'm glad you brought up uh, Schultz, because I do want to say I'm, I'm taking him in fantasy this year. I'll take him early if I got to, I'll take him around too early, but I, I like him a lot in fantasy this year. And honestly, like, Pearson, Pearson Singletary, too, is a pretty good backfield with that yeah. one-two punch. I don't know what Singletary's like ADP is, but I'm very comfortable. I'm drafting Pearson a lot of my leagues right now, and I'm pretty sure you can get Singletary for nothing as well. Just to, I mean, they're they're going to run the ball. That's that's their identity as a team. That's who to me. I mean, these defensive guys, it's painfully predictable at times. But I think even just coming from the Shanahan scheme and how they do things, he's going to do well in fantasy. I would think both of them. And yeah, I like Schultz as well, just because the targets have to go somewhere on this team, and. Who are they? Do you do you think Robert Woods has a big bounce back year? Do you think that Tank Dell can overcome the 165 pound um, hurdle that's going to be him trying to separate from NFL corners? So I, I like the Schultz investment. That's do you a, have a? I'm going to power up you. Do you I have a? To say it's just, uh, crazy to be named Tank and you're 165 pounds. <laughs> It's a great name. I love it. And he he went to the University of Houston. So there are some, I think, some really high hopes for him this year, especially of how dominant he was there. But boy, is he small. It's like the opposite of when you uh, you see those vicious pit bulls and their name is like Princess or Weedy or something or Cupcake. It's a vicious, crazy dog. I get it. Yeah, go ahead, Gary. I know you've been wanting to say something. All right, quick three-round question. Biggest, right. su- biggest surprise for the Texans, biggest disappointment, and MVP for the Texans? Ooh, biggest surprise. I, I think the biggest surprise, uh, this might not be fair, but I'm going to say it's Derek Stingley because I think the general public and the general NFL um, you know, audience has kind of forgot about Derek Stingley, the kid who, who was Boy Wonder as a freshman at LSU, was the third overall draft pick last year. And that's in conjunction that nobody wanted to watch the Texans last year. I didn't want to watch the Texans last year. Uh, Sauce Gardner was a stud. And I I think Stingley didn't really even get to play when he was on the field. He played nine games. So I think Stingley is going to surprise a lot of people. You could see a Pro Bowl campaign from him just being allowed to play um, more cover three, really jam receivers, play more man really to his strengths, the way that D'Amico allows his corners to play more so than, Lovey Smith ran a scheme last year, the cover two, where that's when you're trying to hide corners. You don't take a guy third overall to do that. So I'd say Derek Stingley to surprise. To disappoint, um, I'm just trying to think who actually has – this is this is going to sound bad. I'm going to kind of trash on my team here. I, I'm trying to think of who has enough expectations to disappoint. I do think Stroud will be solid. I'm not – hmm. It, do you think he's – is he the week one starter? I assume, but just – Absolutely. I mean, they're they're going with the facade of the quarterback competition, but they said they were going to switch starters um, during OTAs every other day, and they started Stroud for every day of it. So um, I think that the expectation is that Stroud's going to get to work with the first team. And, I mean, you've got 
like great stories coming from the defensive coordinator that every time Stroud sees a defensive coverage, he doesn't recognize. And there are a lot of coverages that D'Amico's throwing around in practice, getting ready to rotate this really talented defensive back group. Stroud's going up to Matt Burke and he's saying, hey, what was that look? Where should I be looking to attack if I see that? Uh, they're impressed with him. And I think they are rather they did trade their first round pick to say that they're win now. But I also don't think they made any moves that compromise the future, which is telling you they're not afraid to to take some lumps to make sure these young guys can come up there. They want them to have space to operate this season. You know, a guy I might say is the disappointment. And this is, again, going to be an off the rate. King and Green was taken 15th overall last season to play. He was kind of your plug-and-play guard. I think he could be a disappointment. I also would not be surprised if uh, Nico Collins, who in the fantasy community, I think he's being drafted as the number one wideout on the team right now. It wouldn't surprise me if he does not stick in the way a lot of us are hoping with his draft capital. Okay. Would you be happy with seven wins this year? Are we picking in the top ten? Probably, right? Like, pick nine or ten. It's probably, like, late ten, yeah. Anywhere from, like, eight. I think I'd be happy with seven wins. Seven wins would be more wins than the past. It would be equivalent to the past two years combined. So, I think I would say, I mean, it's all about perspective. I mean, they were a four-win team in 2021. They were a three-win team last year. I think seven wins and you're building direction. A lot of it's going to be how are those seven wins. Like, if Stroud looks terrible – and D'Amico's defense like barely wins you some one-score games. I don't know how you feel about those seven wins, but if you see the foundation of a really talented young quarterback who needs a true number one receiver, if you see Will Anderson looks like a 10-sack guy and you get those seven wins, I think you're thrilled. So part of it's going to be, you know, how do they get there? But this is this is still not a super talented football team. I mean, you're kind of seeing the downstream effects for what happens when you don't organically grow talent for seven years. That's, And then I don't think they did a lot to gamble on young players for the last two years under general manager Nick Casario. So they're, they're, they're trying to accelerate everything with the free agent spending, with obviously acquiring, you know, trading up to get Will Anderson so they've got the defensive end. But it's still not the most talented team in the league. I think seven wins would be a win for Houston just to be trending in the right direction. Okay. Yeah. Of course. Sense. Yeah. Seven wins on like a, like a building season. I, I would like, yeah, I think they can do that. I'm going to give them seven wins for my, I'm going to put them at seven and 10. You've talked me into it. The over under six and a half right now. I, I got oh, it when it was five and a half. It should not have been five and a half, but I think, I think after the draft, it went up to six and a half. I, I think they can clear the over. Especially just the division. I don't trust Tennessee's offensive line to allow that to be a, a high-functioning football team. I think you can win games there. I don't know what to expect from Indianapolis this year. And then in turn, they've got the NFC South um, on the schedule this year. And then the rest, obviously, the fourth-place schedule as well. So That is a mid-off. You, wait, the, just the, the team has the NFC South or the divisions? It's like... The AFC South plays the NFC South. So, like, Houston yeah. gets all of New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta, and Tampa Bay. And that I think Tampa Bay is a dumpster fire. I think – I actually think Carolina and Atlanta are going to be pretty solid. But in New Orleans, is just always a tough win. But I, I think Tampa Bay could be really bad. I think New Orleans could be dysfunctional. I don't trust their coaching. So, there, there's winnable games on the schedule. And if D'Amico Ryan's – I mean, everyone's on the Shane Steichen hype train right now up in Indianapolis because Philadelphia was in the Super Bowl. You just saw Jalen Hurts get the big contract. 
But we just go back to where we were in January. D'Amico was the guy on the market. This was, you know, yeah. Denver. It was coming out. Denver was all in in pursuit of D'Amico Ryans. And ultimately, somehow Houston, amidst their chaos, convinced D'Amico Ryans to come home. I think if he's that guy and that defense kind of starts to gain some scheme, you can win games there, especially with that offensive line and that two-headed running back committee of Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. I'd take the over as well. All right, Zach, you got your question? If you couldn't tell, I'm a Jags fan. I see it. I wasn't <laughs> going to say anything, but I see. And honestly, I have absolutely zero hate for the Texans. So, I mean, they're probably my, my second favorite team in the division. You guys are easily my second favorite team in the division. I, I hate the Titans the Colts. I hate That's them. so cute. <laughs> Anyway, I, I think everyone despises the Colts because of the Peyton Manning years, and then I just not a Tennessee guy. Really, really hard to be. Their fan base makes it hard. Jags Twitter is fantastic. You guys I, are great. I love Jags, Jags Twitter. Jags Twitter is something. It's so good. <laughs> anyway, uh, as a Jags fan, I've asked this question to you before, and every guest we've had on the podcast in our offseason episodes, how many wins for the Jags this year? I don't like your defensive line. I'm worried about how you stop the run and how you apply pressure to the quarterbacks. But, I mean, they were a nine-win team last year, correct? Yes. I mean, I I think they're a double-digit win team for sure. I don't think – I'm sure you noticed this as well. I'm not sure that fans of other AFC South teams are allowing themselves to realize how good Trevor Lawrence is. I think Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be in the top five quarterback discussion after this year. Every time I watch Trevor, I'm extremely impressed. It's like a, a mobile Matt Ryan, like 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 when Matt Ryan was really good, and I think he's got more arm talent than that as well. I, I think Jacksonville is going to be a very good team. I'm excited to see what the Ridley edition does as well, but the defense worries me just a little bit. I'd yeah. say if, I, if I had to pick a weakness, I would also pick the D-line. Um, I didn't love the Trayvon Walker pick last year. I was vocally against it. I, I thought we should have taken Aiden Hutchinson. He's just a more polished pass rusher. And, I mean, we saw the two seasons that they had. So, Lo and behold. Yeah. Uh, so, I didn't love that pick. I, I don't think we uh, – we kind of – it looked like we were kind of betting on Kalias Campbell coming back instead of, instead of pursuing something else in free agency. But, yeah, I mean – it's the weakness is the D line on the defense for sure. I mean, they freed up over ten million dollars, I think, in cap room with the Evan Ingram extension. So, I won't be surprised if Jadavian Clowney's back in the division, or if uh, could a Yannick Nagakwe come back to Jacksonville? There are all those uh, mercenary type free agent pass rushers who've stayed available this offseason. I would expect at least one or two to join there because I would love that. It's hard for any team in the AFC that isn't Kansas City, Buffalo, or Cincinnati to make the come here and win pitch because those three teams are so great right now. Mm -hmm. But if there was a fourth team, it's Jacksonville. And it's because – Who who do you have? Do you think it's – Miami. Is Tua going to play the whole season? If he does, yeah. That's a big if. That's just a big if for me. I I don't know how much I – and I'm excited about Miami. I like Vic Fangio, but the problem is – one of those teams, I mean, either Miami or Buffalo has to be a wild card team. I think Jacksonville should be very confident they're going to win the AFC South. And because they're in the South, if they hit their ceiling outcome, which I'm not sure they will, 
there's a path to like can they get the first round by just hey you got to play the nfc south you got six games against the titans the texans and the colts so just the the path that they can create for themselves even if they, if they might not be quite as talented as a whole football team i think they can finesse home playoff games and kind of a deep playoff run in that way and then if you've got the quarterback anything can happen Unless, of course, Jamal Agnew fumbles on the five-yard line uh, when you're marching uh, to win the game. You're going to – I'm going to cry. That's going to have a reaction to that. <laughs> hey, Texan fans, uh, you know, I can take any shot I want because I've, yeah. I've been hurt just so many times by this team. But, yeah, that was tough to watch for y'all last year. I, I think Jacksonville is going to be really good. All right. Think, final, um, re- final record prediction for the Texans? It's hard because I really want to see the offense first. You know, we've got the uh, the pro football focus, thirty nine year old. So I, I'm I'm gonna say seven wins. I'll say seven wins. I think they just infuse too much talent. I'm too much of a believer in the D'Amico Ryan's defensive scheme and the secondary that they've got. I really like C.J. Stroud. I expect that this offense is going to create easy looks for a weaker receiving group and. Damian Pierce is definitely going for over a thousand yards this year. So I'll call it a seven win team. I think I called Houston a five-win team last year of you guys, and we saw how badly that went. So hopefully I'm uh, a little closer this time around. Carrie, you cut me off. I had some. Oh, yes, a little direct, indirectly related. Uh, you think Deshaun Watson has a good year this year? I'm going to say yes. I mean, I want to be a hater and say no. Trust me, I want to say no. But I think Kevin Stefanski is a good coach. I think Deshaun Watson's a good player. It's one of those things that I – I imagine we're going to know in the first six weeks, yeah, and that's going to be it. Like, he's either going to be great or it's going to look like last year. And I do wonder if it's one of those things, like, can you come back from that much that much time away? Can he get the feeling right for it again? Yeah. And he was just such a special player. I'm a, such a special player in Houston. I'm inclined to say yes. But trust me, I'm hoping no. I would love to see uh, Amika Buka get in and join the team with a top 10 pick from Cleveland. You know, if it could get even worse – could uh you know could Cleveland get back a top like seven top six pick that'd be great so I you know what I'll be cheering for on Sundays but the uh my brain over my heart says that he's probably gonna bounce back in a, a big way or at least yeah, back agree. to like I top agree. twelve quarterback status. Okay. And where and where can we find you on uh, Twitter or any of your socials? Yeah, thanks for asking. So guys, and again, thank you for having me on. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at John H. Crumpler. You can read all of my work on the Texans Wire, texanswire.usatoday.com. Uh, it's kind of been the slow part of the offseason. I'll be ramping it up with training camp coverage in the preseason soon. So if you want to talk Texans or if you want to talk really any football, give me a follow there. And uh, appreciate the conversation, fellas. Absolutely. Thank you for Thanks, coming Trump. on. Yeah. Good luck Thank you. See you next year probably. We'll see. Absolutely. You know where to find me. All right, we got John here to talk some Jaguars. How are we doing tonight, John? Oh, I am not here to talk about the Jaguars. I am here to talk about the 2023 Super Bowl champions. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I like this guy. I like this guy. Will win the comeback player of the year. That is what I'm here to do. I am not here to just talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I am here to explain much more. Thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. Oh, Thanks for coming Thanks. on, man. Were you here last year? Oh, I was here, yes. Right, right. I think I remember that. So, um, for anybody that wasn't here last year, is there uh, somewhere on Twitter, any social media, stuff like that we could find you on? 
Absolutely. At uh, on Twitter at John O'Leary twenty two O L E A R Y, and then on YouTube and Instagram at Jags Fan Cave. Common spelling of all of those. You can find me everywhere. Sounds good. Sounds good. You sound so optimistic about this year, and I think you and Zach are going to get along just fine for these next <laughs> twenty twenty five minutes, however long. It listen, takes, it but... just listen. It it pays to be right. That's all I'm saying. It Does pays it? to be correct. It does. So are we you, just, are we just you, go are ahead. You, are you a believer, Trevor Lawrence? Of course, they all are. <laughs> <laughs> they all are. Yeah, would I rather be a believer in Bryce Young? Would I rather be a believer in Malik Willis being a bum that had they had to draft another non first round quarterback to try to replace Ryan Tannehill, who isn't even that good to begin with? Where do, where would you like to begin with AFC South quarterbacks? Yeah, that's, that's a true point. Where where would you put uh, Trevor Lawrence right now if you had to rank him on the quarterbacks? Doesn't matter where he is as long as he's ahead of Justin Herbert. But <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> let me let me say this: there's very very few quarterbacks in the league that I that I wouldn't take immediately over uh, Trevor Lawrence. It's probably obviously Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it's silly to not put him above Trevor Lawrence. Maybe Joe Burrow, but we've really never seen Joe Burrow without huge weapons to throw to. He's right. Facts. Josh Allen is – Josh Allen's kind of where the toss-up begins, and then I think the book is closed on Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Herbert. And honestly, I think you have your head stuck in the sand if you think Lamar Jackson's going to win another MVP or be anything close to that MVP season. Aaron Rodgers is goddamn over the hill. Where I mean – what other quarterbacks would you like to put ahead of Trevor Lawrence other than Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes so like, like as a solid choice? Zach, as a fellow Jags fan, you taking Josh Allen or Trevor Lawrence? It's tough. Um, but oh God. it's tough, but I'm I feel like if, I, I feel, feel like, like if I'm if I'm if I'm like a GM of a franchise, I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence. Yes. God. But I feel like after Josh Allen it's pretty arguable. Like if if you view Josh Allen over him, yeah, that's one thing. But after Josh Allen, it's like I feel like you pretty much argue any other quarterback. Absolutely, yeah. The conversation starts at three, and it's Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence. Wow, it, it is definitely not Justin Herbert. I am tired of seeing Justin Herbert in <laughs> top five rankings. Dear Lord, how many times do we have to look at the honeypot and say, "Oh, he's going to be really, really good this year." And then there is nothing to show for it at the end of December and early January. That's true. Uh, you know, you say some things I don't like, but you really redeem yourself when you start talking about <laughs> Justin Herbert. I wouldn't put Trevor Lawrence that high, but I can't. I got to let you keep going because I know the Trevor Lawrence or the Justin Herbert honeypot is coming. I mean, that's say, what has Justin Herbert done that Lawrence hasn't? What's I think they're a year apart, right? Yeah, they are a year apart. They're yeah. a year apart right now. That's – I'm going to agree with you on that one. Lawrence, I, I mean, I, I feel like this is – if Lawrence is going to become a star in the NFL, this is definitely his year. Have um, – And there's no reason for it not to be. They've invested so heavily into that offense. Yeah. They've literally given him the, like, the Avengers of an offense. It's a bunch of guys that are really good role players on their team, but when you put them all together, by God, they're one of the most – they should be one of the most feared offenses in the National Football League. You're adding not only one of the best slot route runners in the National Football League, you're adding arguably the best outside route runner in the NFL. Your wide receiver three is a guy that had almost 800 yards last year. You have a guy at tight end, Pro Bowl tight end. Then you also add 
an incredible blocking and route running tight end in the second round, Brenton Strange, and quietly had a thousand yard season, Travis Etienne. Please tell me, tell me why. Uh, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is the demigod and he has the greatest tight end in NFL history. But you're, you can't tell me that Kadarius Tony can hold a candle to anything the Jaguars have, wide receiver one through three. I mean, hell, he had a couple great plays in Kansas City, and it was honestly just because the Jaguars couldn't defend a damn trash can halfway through half of last year. It's the only reason he had any success in the playoff game. Who the hell do the Bills have? Okay, they have Stephon Diggs. You're not going to sell me on Gabe Davis. Stop it. <laughs> He's and, the invisible I mean, man. He's he, no one covers him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I, the Jaguars have have such a not. It's not a top heavy offense, but it's not a it's not an overloaded offense. It's a very middle of the road offense that has a lot of untapped potential. And I think Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, year two will bring that potential out. I know you brought up uh, Kansas City. Do you guys play Week One? Uh, I believe it's Week Two. Week two, okay. I think that's at home too, right? Is that a it is, it is the home opener for the Jags. You guys taking that? Is that a W? Would you lock it in right now? Or I would. I mean, I'm look. I'm I'm relying on history here. So you look back to 2017, Jags losing the AFC Championship game to the Patriots. What happened in the following matchup in that game? You know, I believe it was week two at home, Jags home opener, and it was it was just a revenge game. It felt like a revenge game for the team. It felt like a revenge game for the city. And I believe it's going to be a similar uh, recap of that. You know, the Jaguars lost twice to the Chiefs last year. And honestly, it was a lot of the Jaguars beating themselves. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the Chiefs, you know, having the superior game plan. You look at the two big plays that ultimately decided the playoff game. It was the dropped Christian Kirk bomb, which which would have put the Jaguars within the 10-yard line late in that game with a chance to, uh, I believe, take the lead. Mm -hmm. And then you also have the Jamal Agnew fumble that was that would have brought the game to within one score you look at those two moments right there absolutely tied turning moments in the game and ultimately why the jaguars lost fingers crossed it doesn't happen again and this team can get their head out of their ass and stop being the uh stop being the afterthought in the nfl are you are you worried at all after the hopkins signing in tennessee you're pretty much thinking this is jaguars division next year I think it's the Jaguars division until someone tells me otherwise. You, I, I have a hard time believing that an over-the-hill Ryan Tannehill. We're waiting on the book to slam shut on Derrick Henry's you know, monstrous seasons that he continues to produce. So we're waiting on that book to eventually close. But outside of that, you know, maybe Traylon Burks has a decent year. But what the hell are the Titans going to roll out an offensive line? It all means nothing if they can't do anything yeah. on the offensive line. And, yes, they have an incredibly talented defensive line. But at the same time, the Jaguars have also invested heavily into that offensive line, and I think it's going to pay dividends with protecting the promised Prince and Trevor Lawrence this yes. year. I'm surprised yeah. you haven't said that yet, Zach. You say that a lot. The Prince that was promised <laughs> shall bring the dawn? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how excited are you for Calvin Ridley, too? Uh, he's the best wide receiver to lace up a pair of cleats and, uh, since Justin Blackman was in Jacksonville. And I think he's going to have – the most productive season the Jaguars have seen since Jimmy Smith was wearing the teal and black. I think that is how good of a season Calvin Ridley is going to have. The Jaguars have not seen a wide receiver play as well as they are going to see Calvin Ridley play in so long. I know a lot of people like to look at the 2015 Allen Robinson season where Blake Bortles was just slinging it all over the place, down by 30 every single week. You know, it's great to put up incredible numbers like that. 
But at the same time, what the hell does it matter when you're down by 30 yeah. and it's like, oh, fuck it. You know, you're going up against the third string t- uh, corner anyway. Why not let Allen Robinson eat a little bit? I think huge things are in store for this Jaguars offense and even bigger things are in store for Calvin Ridley. Wow. Okay. Season sounds pretty promising, yeah? Oh, just wait. Ask me for a season prediction. I'm going to tell you 18-0. They're going to find an 18th game to win in the regular season, even though he's only 17. <laughs> I like this guy. Free pass. <laughs> Should we do that? Should we put some record predictions? Zach, you guys, you guys ready for that? I'm ready for record predictions. I'm ready. I need some time to think, though, and I'm, I'm still kind of open to being persuaded one way or the other. So I don't know, you Zach. Me, I'll, have to, I'll convince you they're winning all of them. <laughs> so. No, they got to play the Bucks in Tampa. That's not <laughs> I live, so. Oh, my, my God. I can only imagine one. what a hobbling Chris Godwin and Kyle Trask have in store for the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> I can only imagine. No. I'm terrified. Yeah, I'm come to Tampa. I'm shaking in my I'm boots. Gonna be there. I'm going to be there yelling in Trevor Lawrence's ear. I bet you will. And then you'll Trevor get kicked Lawrence, out of the game and he's running out of the field. <laughs> oh, I should do no, that wearing a Beerly shirt. <laughs> I put the <laughs> – I put the I put the Jags in nine and eight. Unfortunately, wow. Are they winning the division at nine and eight? They're not. I'm a hater. He's a hater. I'm a, Titan, I'm a Titans fanboy, I guess. Oh, stop it! <laughs> I believe in Tennessee. I say Tennessee takes the division at ten and seven. Jaguars nine and eight. Oh God! If it's a nine and eight season again for the Jaguars, that is a failure of a season. Yeah, I abs- absolutely. So I feel like it's this the team easiest, is all. It's the easiest schedule we have ever had with the best the team that we have had in a very have long time. The, have you seen the Titans schedule though? It's even it worse than the Jags. Yeah, it's, it's very easy. all throughout the division. I looked at the Colts schedule earlier. Um, Twelve of their seventeen opponents didn't make the playoffs last year, and then you know I think South's pretty easy. I don't know. Or they won't make it either. It's it's all in T. Lawrence. I feel like more than anyone, this this whole season is on T. Lawrence. Like, you look at the Titans. Obviously, if Henry going down is an issue, Jeffrey Simmons goes down, Tannehill, whoever it is, is an issue. But Jaguars, it is all on Lawrence. If Lawrence doesn't perform this season, the, se- the season is already lost. There's no reason to believe that he won't. Yeah. I mean, you, people like to look at his rookie year, but at the same time, their head coach wasn't aware that they were the Arizona Cardinals and not the Phoenix Cardinals. They weren't aware that they weren't playing Joe Mixon until week four of that year, and it was a week one press conference. He wasn't aware of who Aaron Donald was and where he was. And so to look at Trevor Lawrence's rookie year and try to draw any conclusions from that, I think is ludicrous and silly. So honestly, the one year we have to go off of is a year he was a pro bowler. He was a year where he was a maniac with his hair on fire in the second half of the year. He had the best passer rating in the league in the month of December, and he was absolutely wiping the floor with late-game comebacks because the defense was atrocious last year. You look at the Cowboys game, you look at the Ravens game, two of the best comebacks in the NFL last year, and honestly, that's not even touching the playoff game against the Chargers where they were able to score 31 points in 31 minutes. Show me how many teams can do that in the NFL. That is incredible production from an offense that added the best route runner in the league. True. Well, he's my thing is take me to Vegas. I feel like a lot of people are forgetting 
Who was the team that was dominating early last season until Tannehill and Burks went down? Who was the team that almost beat Kansas City? I forget if the game was in Kansas City or in Tennessee. They almost beat the Bengals too. A team that was like seven and four, and then they lost their last seven. Seven and three. Like, yeah, seven and three. Even though the even though the Titans may not be, I think there's a good chance the Jags win the division. But I think people are still sleeping on the Titans. That this is still a pretty good quality team if Tannehill can stay healthy. That I don't think the Jaguars have wrapped this division yet, which a lot of people seem to think this is the Jaguars' division right now. But this is a team that. If they didn't lose their last, like, seven games last year once a quarterback went down, Titans were taking this division last year. Oh, stop it. Ryan Tannehill played whenever the Jaguars mopped the floor with him in Nashville. Derrick Henry played when they mopped the floor with him in Nashville. Jeffrey Simmons played when they mopped the floor with them in Nashville. The three biggest people that are in Nashville, Tennessee, playing for that stupid two-tone baby shit blue, <laughs> that is – they were playing. And guess what happened? That was a good one. They beat him by two, two scores. Baby shit blue. That's going to be – oh, that's beautiful. Put it on a T-shirt. I don't even need royalties. Uh, I might, actually. I think you do. <laughs> but um, do you think it's definitely going to be Jaguars, Titans in the top two, or do you think maybe like Texans or Colts can sneak in that top two conversation? No, I think if we're talking about 2024 predictions, I think the Texans need to be involved. But I believe, you know, if the Texans get seven wins this year, that should be a, considered a success for them. Mm-hmm. And as long as, uh, you know, Anthony Richardson gets close to 1,000 snaps in 2023, I think that should also be considered a success for the Colts. I don't think they, sh- they should be worried about contending for the division. I think they should be worried about developing the talent that they have and focusing on 2024. I 100% Fair. agree. All right, I got a quick rapid-fire question for you. Send it. Most surprising player, most disappointing player, and MVP for the Jags this season? Most surprising is going to be Tyson Campbell. I think he's going to be an all-pro this year. I predicted it last year. He played incredibly well. I think, you know, he's on a rocket ship to the moon. I think Tyson Campbell will be the, you know, the, the shocker of this Jaguars team that no one sees coming but is absolutely on a national spotlight. Most disappointing is going to be Josh Allen. I don't think he's going to have a great year. The one year he had where he actually was able to reach double-digit sacks, and by double digits, I mean he barely got to 10. That was a year when he had Calais Campbell, Malik Jackson, Unique Ngakwe all on that defensive line. Mm -hmm. Ever since they've all left, he has failed to reach double digits. He has just been pedestrian at best. The pressure numbers are there, but the sack numbers aren't. And I would be kidding myself if I did not say the head and shoulders model that is Trevor Lawrence will be the MVP of this season. It, you said it yourself, it rides and dies on his shoulders. And whenever they are hoisting the Lombardi, it will be because Trevor Lawrence had an MVP season and he will be the Super Bowl MVP. Okay. Trevor, you're Trevor, you're a Trevor Lawrence hater. I'm, maybe it's the name you can't no, handle. You're a hater. Let's just be what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are... Trevor Lawrence had a really bad year, and everybody said he's bad, he's a bust, get rid of him. Well, I don't know if they said get rid of him, but they said he was a bust, he was terrible, blah, blah, blah. You said that, Carrie. And then Both of y'all said that. Year. I was a lone I voice on this Trevor goddamn no, podcast. No, I, just I just said wait. I just said wait. And then, you know, the next year, he has a good year. There's a lot of promise. I'm not going to stick him too high in my top whatever. I'm just I'm still waiting. I'm I think this is a team that's 
still needs to wait. What are they pretty waiting sure you, on? I'm pretty sure you said this is a year to hate on Trevor Lawrence. Is is what I've heard. The thing is, <laughs> it, it it sounds like hate because I I'm not putting him high yet. I'm waiting. Like I waited after his first year when he. You didn't have him in your top ten quarterbacks heading into the season. I'm higher than Justin Herbert though. Stop it. I did. How many times does he have to beat him head to head? No, I, I had him higher than Justin Herbert. Oh, oh, okay. I misheard you. Excuse me. I'll yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry. Would you have him at like twelve? I'm just waiting. I'm patient. I don't remember. I have it written down somewhere, but I'm gonna see some so, list come out, and it's gonna have Justin Herbert eighth, and I'm gonna it's gonna be Trevor Lawrence at seven, and it's gonna be some nonsense. Trevor would never have Justin Herbert in his top ten. So, <laughs> oh, so, oh, please, for the love of God, tell me Trevor makes the top ten then. Yes. No, he's neither. In all of our top ten lists, um, check us out on Twitter if you haven't seen our top ten list. Trevor had neither in our top ten. Both me and Zach had Justin. I think I had Herbert at like five or six. I had Lawrence at like six or seven. Zach, I think you had him like six or seven too. I think I had Lawrence at seven right now. Trevor didn't have either top ten, but I'm a patient guy. I'm a patient guy. Just ask anybody. Yeah. What need? What does Trevor need to do to be considered a top? Three quarterback, top three. No, there's no way in hell that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. So I don't know what you're arguing. I think Dak Prescott will have a better season than Trevor. That's Lawrence. a wild take. That is some crazy, right Flip there. That. I can't wait for his 18 interception hey, I'll make a season. Bet with all three of you right now. Do it right now. Whoa! Oh man, we get uh, six beers each. I'll, I'll send them out. You want to bet on that? Dak Prescott that he said like earlier yesterday that he wasn't gonna have ten interceptions this year. I will bet you that. All three of us will bet that Trevor Lawrence have less interceptions than Dak Prescott will. You want to bet on that? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'm down with that too. On interceptions? Yeah. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence have less interceptions than Dak Prescott. You want to bet on that? Touchdown interception ratio. No, you you said interceptions. I'll do. Either. I said better year. You said interceptions. I'll do right, either. I'll honestly, because Dak's going to throw sixteen interceptions. Ratio yeah. touchdown interception. Yeah, sure. I got touchdown interception ratio. All right, I'll, I'll take that. that. All right, it's going down in the book. I'll take that. John, you got that too. Dog, I'll take it for passing yards, interceptions, <laughs> touchdowns, QBR. You know, fucking snaps. I'll take snaps played because I don't think he makes it through the entire year. <laughs> He's going you think to Dak had a bad, you know, Dak had a higher QBR than Trevor Lawrence last year. Congratulations, you only played nine games. He also threw, like, what was it, 15 interceptions last year? 16 interceptions? In well, nine games? Had a QBR. He threw, like, had 14 in, like, 12 games. And still had a better QBR than T-Law. That's probably the one he actually did beat him in. He also had a much better O line. I'm not even a QBR guy. I'm just saying. Well, you no, keep bringing up QBR a lot to talk about your boy, so. No, it no, makes no, no, you no, sound no, like no, a QBR guy. No, 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 no. He said he would bet on it, and I was. I'm just saying, Dak had the, the higher higher one last year. What are you what, betting, what Trevor? Are you betting a case or how? Oh uh, yeah, case each. Case each. I, oh, absolutely. I love that you're writing this down because Dak also lost, uh, what was it, Kellen Moore this year? Awesome. So he's got a new OC. 
Yes, give me Trevor Lawrence, year two with Press Taylor, Doug Peterson. You got three cases for all of us right here, Trevor. <laughs> this is the easiest bet I've ever made. 100%. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. The Darnell Mooney bet last year was the easiest bet I ever made. Kerry still hasn't paid up on that. I've offered you like six times to pay for that, Zach. I'll send you an invoice. <laughs> Deal. This is this is easy money right here. Who would ever bet on Dak Prescott? That is just ridiculous. That's me, brother. The Cowboys actually did. And, and where, where are they right at? Here. Where are they at? What do they have to show for it? You know who's more valuable than Kellen Moore? Brandon Cooks. Shut the fuck up. Come on, man. Get on oh. Skip Bayless because that is a horrible bet. We'll see. Yeah, no Dalton Schultz. He's like he's the opposite a, of the rat from Ratatouille. He's not cooking. <laughs> he lost Kellen Moore. He lost his number one tight end. He lost his RB2, but he got Brandon Cooks, so it's okay. okay. Brandon Cooks going to the Cowboys is he's probably a worse equivalent than DeAndre Hopkins going to Nashville. Like, please. Oh, it's not even close. Like, Brandon Cooks is a wide receiver, too. Like, At what best. Is he doing to- at what has Brady done in the last three years, Trevor? What has he done? Gary, I will answer that question when I'm drinking one of my 18 beers. Or <laughs> if we do 12 packs, one of my 36 beers. Good enough. All right, John, John you get a final record prediction for the Jags? Brandon season? Cook has a higher chance of winning Super Bowl MVP than Trevor Lawrence. That is you, so that crazy. Is Just my shut book. up and get off the podcast Bro. right now. Actually, this is an important announcement we have to make. Uh, kids, uh, no matter how much you think it's cool, don't do drugs. Because you're oh, going to end up so like Trevor, crack. and you're yeah. going to be insane. Drink alcohol. Don't do drugs. Exactly. Drink beer. Yeah, drugs. when you start doing drugs, you throw 48 touchdowns and only four interceptions and win in Dude, never listen to anyone in their life that will ever hype up Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. That is sad. Trevor had... Trevor put out his top five Super Bowl contenders last week on our Twitter. Oh, I need put, to do that. I forgot to do that. He put the Cowboys top five, and that is just scary. I put him at number five. That is sad. You Big need year help. for Brandon Cooks. You need help. Big year for Brandon Cooks. Big year I, for Tony Pollard. Hey, do you know what? Both of you, Zach and John, you Jaguars fans, I would put the Jaguars in the Super Bowl over the Cowboys. Thank I agree you. with that. 100%. That they're a better team. got to run – they're, the a the They're, better They're a better team. They're a better team. They're a better team. The Cowboys are, like, they're okay, and they're already, like, the third. They're not. They're mediocre at best. They could okay, finish like, third what? in their division, Trevor. They could finish fourth. Oh, the, the, the Giants are better than the Cowboys now. Uh, it's definitely possible. I think the Commanders could be better than the Cowboys, honestly. Yeah, Kerry, that's why Ooh. I'm not even going to do that. I'm not doing that. Commanders over Cowboys. That. I'll, I'll do, do a lot. I'm not doing that. You're going to hype up the number one interception leader in the NFL last year? Let's do it. Yeah. He's sure hyping himself up. No. Did you see that Dak Prescott that he was going to throw under 10 interceptions? You want to take that bet, Trevor? He said, I'm not throwing 10. I'll bet that he doesn't throw 10. Trevor, you want to bet on that? <laughs> 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 I was going to throw 13. That, <laughs> I'll take that. He threw, what, 17 in like 13 games last year? You want to bet on Yo, that? Buy me the most. Genuine piece of New York pizza if he doesn't throw 10 interceptions. All right, give me 500 bucks if he throws more than 10 picks. No. He oh, said 10. I'm you, don't 10. Do that. you don't I'm believe in that much? Spot on 10. 
What are you going to give me if you throw us more than 10? Also, a piece of pizza for 500 bucks, man. Are you kidding me? Well, you said genuine New York slice, so you'd have to fly to New York, buy you a slice of pizza, fly back, give you that slice of pizza. Buy me a 12 pack of Twisted Tees. If what? If Dak throws more than 10 interceptions. No. (laughs) You don't even believe in that much? I'm just, I'm not making that bet. It's too, it's too close. I'm not doing it. No confidence. The no touchdown to interception ratio between Dak and Trevor Lawrence, that's easy money. But Dak, <laughs> this guy has no faith in this team. All right, God, final, final record prediction for the Jags. I, I'm, I'm looking at the schedule right now, and I, I, ugh, I have a hard time not seeing twelve and five. I, th- I think. You know, I think they're lucky getting the Bills as an away team in London. I think that's an incredible benefit to the schedule. You know, they get the Chiefs as the home opener. We already touched on that one. They get the Niners at home. They get the Bengals at home. I'm looking at their road schedule. They get the Ravens at home. It's it's a it's a really good schedule for the Jaguars to get. But one big game I think the Jaguars are going to trip up at is the Falcons game. Yes, they're the home team in London. But I I'm a Desmond Ritter. I'm not going to call myself a truther on Desmond Ritter, but you look at what he's playing with, and it's hard to say that he's not going to be something good. You know, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, Drake London on that team. I think Desmond Ritter is going to do something that the Jaguars aren't expecting. That's going to be their first stumble, and I think there's just going to be a couple pick-me games that the Jaguars unfortunately do lose, whether it be Niners, Bengals. I have them probably splitting with the Titans. So somewhere in that 12-5, and five, you know, I don't think I'm going to go 13 and four, but I think you know 11 and six, 12 and five, absolutely comfort range. I'm smashing the over on the Jaguars 11 and a half win total. Give me, give me the, give me the Jags all day long. Dude, uh, I, I, I think we're the same person because I'm also a Des, uh, Desmond believer. <laughs> Zach, I can't even ask you this, like to ask him the same question. No, we already got the answer. That's crazy. Great. It's a beautiful thing. I don't even have to ask a question. Let me get two things out real quick. One is I know there's going to be a lot of talk next year with uh, head coaches getting moved around. I think Press Taylor is absolutely Jaguars offensive coordinator. If he's not a head coach going into the 2024 year, he is going to be the biggest pick to get moved going into 2025. Press Taylor, obviously, he's going to be the next big uh, offensive coordinator that gets poached to a really, really bad team. I could see uh, Ron Rivera getting bumped and slide press Taylor and let him work his magic with, hey, you know, if the commanders lose the or win the uh, Caleb Williams sweepstakes, beautiful. Put Caleb Williams on the commanders. Watch press Taylor work his magic. And watch Second Dallas thing. fade into obscurity. Believe Absolutely. They're still going to be flexing their ring before I was born. 50% of the damn Cowboys fan base wasn't alive when they won their last <laughs> Super Bowl. They're going to the Super Bowl this year. I don't know if they're going to win. Shut it. the front to, door, Trevor. They are going to get out the of here, in the Super Bowl. Oh, sure. stop it. I'll leave you guys with this. Fred Taylor is a Hall of Famer. Put him in the Hall of Fame. He has the most yards that, from an active candidate. Obviously, Frank Gore Adrian Peterson are the only two ahead of him. They aren't eligible. Put Fred Taylor in the Hall of Fame. Almost five yards per carry. He is a Hall of Famer. They need to put him in. Stop being cowardly about it. You got Tony in. 
get Fred Taylor in and get Jimmy Smith into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Forget what he did about – forget what Jimmy did off the field. Put Jimmy Smith and Fred Taylor in the Hall of Fame. Get them fitted for their gold jackets. It's long overdue. Same with oh. Tom Coughlin. Put all three of them in. Tom Coughlin needs to go in first. Fred Taylor's next. Jimmy Smith finally. That right. In that order, put them in the Hall of Fame. They deserve it. All right. Tom, where can we find you on Twitter again before you head out? At John O'Leary22, O-L-E-A-R-Y, for all of the amazing Jaguars coverage. A Monday, Friday nights, you can also get some really bad wrestling takes as well. I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. I use that platform as well to kind of voice off about that stuff. But bad wrestling takes and incredible football coverage is what you can get at John O'Leary22 on Twitter. All righty. Good luck to you in the Jags, bro. Absolutely. I look forward to drinking his beer. I like it. We'll see. <laughs> Take it easy, brothers. Take it easy, bro. All right. How, that Kerry, I got a quick win. question for you. How many computer Trivia. screens are you seeing right now? <laughs> Sally, I'm only seeing one, bro. Really? Amazing. Surprisingly, dude. Zach, how many? Kerry, you haven't been writing down the wins, have you? Well, we even asked, we never asked the wins for the Texans. Yeah, we so did. He picked up. seven. Let's I do Texans. Let's do Texans and Jags and write it down now. All right, I got it. I gave them uh, seven. I'm gonna give Texans five. I'm gonna give I'm Texans gonna... six. I'm gonna give Jags nine. You got that, Chevrolet yeah. baby? Yeah, Zach. What are you going with? The Jags. I'm going to say 12, 12 and 5. I was going to go 9, but honestly, that guest just really like really likes his energy, and I want him to be happy a lot this year. And He's that's, that's what Jags fans are like, like the crazy ones that you always, you know, hear about. Yeah, we, like, we, should have, we should have Phil on, too. Phil would have been hyped. Yeah, I want that guy I want that guy to be happy this year. Zach. John O'Leary is hyped. John O'Leary's hyped. So honestly, instead of nine wins, I'll give him ten wins. Honestly, John was like Zach, but like point one point seven five. I've never even seen Zach that hyped about a team. Oh, then you Come on. well, obviously you didn't see me during the Chargers game last year. I don't know, John that guy John seemed pretty hyped. He's more hyped than you. No one was Zach more hyped going. than me on that Jags game against uh both both the Jags game against the Chargers and the Jags game against Tennessee at the end of the year. Uh I had people getting mad at me. I'll just put it that way. That's fair. All right. Want to talk some Colts, I guess? Is there anybody? No. Let's talk Titans, bro. Nobody wants to talk about <laughs> no, the Colts. No, we right we'll finish with the Titans. We got to talk Colts a little bit. Yeah, uh, let's, end the, let's end it on the on the second best team. Let's start with the worst. I feel like all of us all of us are Minju fans. We're all rooting for Minju to start, but, like, no. Gardner nobody, Minju is ass. What? Nobody, wants to, nobody wants to see Richardson start. I do. Like, why? He's ass. He was not dude. good, man. We saw it last year when he had to play. Anthony Richardson sucks, dude. He's he needs to sit for like two years. Yeah, Gardner play. Minshew had to play in an offense that was designed for Jalen Hurts. They're not like, at all the sim a, like a similar quarterback. Like well, you, you say, cool. everybody says, "Oh, any quarterback could succeed there," and then Gardner Minshew was just in the right. Mid. Colts don't have a bad – like, Colts have a decent O-line led by Nelson. They have Jonathan Taylor. Zach Run Great, great job picking your nose. They got Michael Pittman and wide receiver one. Their defense led by 
It's a guy that changed his name. Isn't terrible. It's not great. But, like, I feel like with Gardner Minshew, they're a decent enough team. But with Richardson, they're probably bottom five team in the NFL. Yeah. They got a great running. They got a good offensive line. They got a great running back. Run behind it, bro. They got a good defense. Take the time of possession. Run behind it. Put the running quarterback in. Gardner Minshew is good. Could they not win a weak division with Minshew if everything goes right? No, Gardner Minshew is not Richardson, good. Trevor, you've hyped up Richardson more than anyone. He's a UF quarterback. You've agreed he's not ready for the NFL right. I don't think he has to be ready right now. He can still play. He sucks. He is okay, I'm not going to give him not, like 14 he's wins. Not ready. I'm going to be 100% honest no, about Anthony Richardson. He was the worst passer coming into this draft. 100%. The worst not- passer out of the top quarterbacks coming into this draft. Will Levis, it- as much as I hate Will Levis, he's a better passer than Anthony Richardson. Like, Josh Allen. And he's Allen- miles and miles behind Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Josh Allen has had a lot of talent as, as a young quarterback. He was not ready to start. Josh Allen is about what Anthony Richardson is right now. He was more. Josh Allen is way more accurate yeah. than Richardson. Richardson has. He's not ready to start in the NFL. Any Richardson in the NFL right now is going to be awful. Minshew can play. Let him play. I don't know why people hate Minshew so much. Okay, so last year, the Chicago Bears were three and fourteen. Is the, is that what you would put if Anthony Richardson played the whole year? With a, a running quarterback like Justin yeah. Fields, who's a runner before a passer. Yeah. And Jim Jim Irsay is a fucking asshole, so he's going to start him, and we know he will. Because that guy's he a should, drunk, bro. He's a drunk ass fuck. He's going to get his DUI before he lets a good quarterback start in Indianapolis again. <laughs> you know I'm right on that one. The Colts are good enough everywhere that if they can just. No, they right were. Team. If they get a clunky quarterback, they don't have a guy that. Can't throw the ball without throwing an interception. Okay, so run behind the offensive line. Let Minshew. Minshew can be a good game manager at worst. going to throw it to Perry. Michael Minshew doesn't turn the ball over. Minshew doesn't turn the ball over. Richardson throws it six yards. He throws the other team. Trevor, I don't hear freaking UF bias on this crap, bro. You were a UF fan. No wonder you want the UF quarterback to start. Come on, bro. All right. Well, You're I got these. Come on, bro. Look, I don't think Anthony Richardson is going to be good. Trevor, this year, but... You hated on him all last year for being an ass quarterback at UF and for throwing away your college team. Now yeah. you're hyping him up as he gave me a good Okay, Trevor, team. first oh. off, don't lie. You absolutely. You, you Every, every single Saturday last fall, Trevor's like, God, Anthony Richardson sucks at. He keeps throwing exactly. kicks to the other team. He missed a wide open pass. It's a slant over the middle. How do you miss that throw? And then now, what? now, now, oh, he deserves to be a starter in the NFL. Yeah, he's absolutely the guy what? in Indianapolis. Trevor, that doesn't Classic. make any sense. Classic. It does. Look, this, I wanted this man in college to play with Dan Mullen. This guy played for, from a defensive-minded coach from Louisiana Lafayette. I don't care what happened in college. They spent their fourth overall pick on him, and Gardner Minshew is mid- so just go out there. Mid is still better than ass. Trevor, do. don't you slander Gardner Minshew or I'll never let you see anything in your life again. He's mid. No, he isn't. He's never had a chance in his fucking life. Okay, last time we saw him, he was mid. 
Okay, okay, okay. Trevor, I wanna I wanna break down that Philly game that he played. Okay? Trevor, if I'm a defense and I'm looking at Gardner Minshew taking a shotgun snap and running a read option, what's happening? Literally just take away the middle of the field and Gardner Minshew can't do anything. Okay. Instead of not answering my question, just answer the question. If I'm running a read option with Gardner Minshew, what do you do? You don't You ignore the quarterback and you tackle the running back. So the running game, gone immediately. Because that's what they do in Indianapolis. They run a lot of options. Okay? If I'm running an RPO with Gardner Minshew, what do you do? You you throw the ball when you have Gardner Minshew. Oh, okay. So you're saying that Philly's offense, Philly's offense becomes entirely one-dimensional the way it's set up when they don't have a running quarterback. It's too easy to read. Don't sit on Jalen Hurts then and saying any quarterback could succeed there. If if Philly was set up to be a pass-first offense, any quarterback could succeed there. If Philly was set up to be a run-first offense... Any quarterback could succeed there. Any mobile quarterback. He threw 72 passes. Trevor, Trevor, no. Trevor, is this team – could this team make the playoffs with Gardner Minshew? More likely and they, if they have to risk him as – No, they're not making the playoffs with either quarterback. They the almost made the playoffs last season with fucking mad bum-ass Ryan. Are they not better off with Gardner Minshew than they are with Matt Ryan, who's 45 years old, or Anthony Richardson? I mean, Gardner Mitchell doesn't turn the ball over. That's what he's best at. He threw three picks in two games last year. Actually, he huh? threw three picks in one game last year. No, he played two games. No, but he, he played. He threw those three threw picks a, in the same game. He threw three picks in two games. Okay, well, do you understand what I'm saying? All three picks came in the same game. No, he threw two against the Cowboys and then one against the whoever, the Saints. I'm, I thought he threw three against the Cowboys. And they I lost. I think he fumbled against the Cowboys, too. It's just, bro, when you got, it's like, you're going to play with, like, Gardner Minshew, you just, it's not going to look good. You know it. So just play the guy that's the freak athlete and maybe something will happen. If they play him all year, they can win six games. Well, I'll give Trevor. them six games. How many rookie quarterbacks are ready for this? Not many. Okay, so you're going to plug – okay, so you do – whatever. Okay, you – sometimes first-round quarterbacks aren't good. We'll say he's not good this year, but you drafted him fourth overall. No. This year he has to play – shit. Did Patrick – was Matt, Patrick Mahomes ready his first year? No, he had to sit a year. Let the man – Anthony Richardson, I think we all – all of us would agree – he has immense talent, right? He's a great arm. He can run. But he is not ready. Let the man sit. It goes back to Let what I said. It, this all goes back to what I said before the draft. Any team taking Anthony Richardson should be prepared to sit him at least two seasons. Because that's how far he is behind I like Anthony first-round pick quarterback. He's not ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And I feel like everybody would agree with that. He has okay, a so when is Gardner Minshew going to be ready? Gardner Minshew is Gardner Minshew has won NFL football games. At worst, he's a good game manager. No, right? At worst, he was mid like last year. 
Stafford, he had like three to one touchdown interception ratio. No, he and threw three touchdowns. He threw three picks. He has a ton of talent. He is not ready yet. This is a Colts team that has a, a talented O-line, a talented running back, and a talented defense. So if put the best quarterback good, behind it. If this had a good quarterback, they could fight in this weak division. Give Anthony Richardson is a better quarterback than Gardner. Minshew. That's just absolute cap. Here you go. He is, bro. Here you go. Here's the cap. That's I what that is. Cap. It's orange that and blue, is cap, baby. bro. And it's orange and blue. Okay, nice. okay, Trevor, what's the over-under on interceptions right now for Anthony Richardson? Why does my ex-girlfriend look hot right now? <laughs> I don't know. They probably don't think he's going to play the full year. No, he doesn't even have a line. No, that drunken-ass guy is definitely starting Richardson by, like, week five. That guy's going to have a couple shots of Jack Daniels be like, damn, I need a quarterback starting by week five, motherfucker. He's gonna, he should start week one. They're going to see enough Gardner Minshew. No, he shouldn't. These are just wasting the season. This team can make a playoffs to Minshew. They're not with Richardson. Gardner Minshew threw a pick every 20 passes he threw, bro. Every 23, 24. That sounds like Did another quarterback that you're crazy over there. Did you not watch the game? That was a playoff game. They're forcing him to throw the damn ball. <laughs> okay, I, okay. Okay, and that's what Gardner Minshew does. His thing is he throws the ball. He's not he that never turned over the ball, bro. But he did. Wow, once? No, when we saw him play last year. He played one and a half games. Played two games. You're a fucking moron. Okay, he threw 32 passes in that first game. Is that not enough for you? Yeah, he looked good. No, he didn't. You're a fucking moron. I'm just saying. They need to put AR right. back there. There's no let's, reason let's for them to play Let's move on to Titans. Final There's record. no reason for them to play Gardner Mitchell. Wait, wait. We got to go, we gotta go uh, record for Colts? Exactly. Kerry, go ahead. I'm going to say seven wins. With what quarterback? I'm not saying. I'm saying they win seven wins. Why did we just argue? You gave them more wins than me. Because they're going to play Richardson more than they play Minshew. Okay, Zach. I think this is the worst team in the AFC South. And because I gave Houston six wins, I'm going to give Indianapolis, sorry, four wins. Interesting, bro. Four and 13. Okay. They might get a shot at Caleb Williams next year. Maybe they'll get a competent guy behind center. Yeah, because Gardner Minshew ain't it. Oh, I was talking fuck. about the guy they took at four who's going to play all year and suck. But I hope he does play all year. He will. Yeah, because there's, the there's a drunk idiot running the team. Yeah, Zach's cooking, bro. Okay, I'm pretty sure I won a Madden championship that way. So I'm going gonna, gonna to let him go. I'm going to let him do his thing. Fuck up, dude. Shut the fuck up. Right, let's head to the last team in the division, the best team in the division. And you know what? I'm sick of fucking hearing about shit on this team, Zach. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I was a Titan. I was, I've always been a Titan supporter. Yeah? Yeah, I know. Last, last season, people fucking hated the Titans. They were dominating your weak-ass division mm-hmm. halfway through the year. Yeah. This is a team that almost won 
They almost beat KC in KC with Malik fucking Willis. And then they barely lost that game. Tannehill is healthy. They got DeAndre Hopkins. Uh-huh. Zach, would you, would you agree the Titans have a top five, top ten defense in the NFL? I agree top. Yeah, they're top half of the league. Yeah, they're Fair. good defense. And Mike Frable's a top five, top ten coach, right? He's up there. I like him as a head coach. And obviously Derrick Henry's top five at the worst running back, right? Uh, Yeah. And this is a team that's they're, – they're a boring team. This is not a team that's going to excite you. They're a boring team. And Ryan Tannehill's not an exciting quarterback. He's a guy – he's a game manager. He's going to use his running backs. He's going to not throw a lot of passes, and that's how he's going to get the job done. This is a Titans team that we've seen be successful for the last few years, which fell apart last season. And honestly, this is a Titans team I really see succeeding next year. The only – I have a huge hang-up on this team – and that is the O-line, which oh, is Oh, wait, only- wait. So the thing that helps your top five running back do well is shitty. The thing that helps you run the play action is shitty, and that's their offense. Honestly, O-line is a huge part. I believe in the Jags O-line after Taylor. The huh? Jack- Titans O-line is... There's a reason the Titans fell apart last year. It's because the injuries to the line and they fell apart. They let Lewin leave. They let Ben Jones get injured. Yep. That is like, if this Titans line can dominate, this I'm easily taking this team to division. But, listen, I don't have that much faith in this line after letting Jones, Lewin leave. They drafted Skoronsky in the first round. I have a lot of questions, but if I had more faith in this line, I would take this team a lot higher. But I don't. I think this line team can't be worse than it was last season. But I don't think it is good enough to make them run away with the division. But I like this team enough, especially the defense. I'm going to take them slightly over the Jaguars. But this is a team I could definitely see the Jaguars taking the division. This is all on the O-line. This is a talented defense, talented run game. Tannehill's a good game manager. Hopkins is always going to help. But it is down to this O-line, whether Skaronsky, the rookie, and the rest of this O-line can turn things around. If not, I'm taking the Jaguars to the division, but I think this O-line will be decent enough to barely take this division from the Jaguars. But, again, Zach, if this O-line looks like it is last year, a terror which ruined the team, I could easily see the Jaguars take the division. But for me, I'm barely taking the Titans to take the division with 10 wins. I do like this team. Everybody's sleeping on this team. The team was, I think, 7-3 or 7-4 last year. They almost beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead with Malik Willis. With Malik Willis, a horrible excuse of a quarterback that couldn't even throw the damn ball last year. This is a – I don't know why everybody just gave up on this team. And now with Hopkins here, everybody's like, oh, we have faith in this team again. They're not a bad team. I'm not saying they're a great team. But I'm feeling like everybody's sleeping on this damn team for no damn reason. Everyone's picking the Titans to win the division this year, by the way. Oh, everybody was picking the Jags, Zach. No, 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 no. No, no, no not since the Hopkins signing. Odds are. No, no, no. No. Have you been on Twitter in the last 48 hours? No, Zach. I'm saying Hopkins has put people back to the Titans. But I'm saying before that, it was all Jaguars. Well, of course. Their best receiver was Traylon Burks. 
I don't think there's issue. Everybody, I Hopkins is not the reason I'm switching. Hopkins, obviously, he's going to help out Tannehill. He's going to help out this offense. But people are forgetting about Jeffrey Simmons, Kevin Byard, and this dominant defense. Titans are a boring-ass team. I think we'd all agree on that, right? Titans are like if the Patriots were good. No, the Titans are the Patriots. They have Mike Vrabel. They're literally the Patriots with South. This is a boring-ass team, but they are going to be in competition in the AFC South. Don't write them off yet. I, I'm not writing them off. I picked them as second in the division because of Jerry, their defense. Can you give them 10 wins? I'm giving them 10 wins and the Jaguars 9. But, you know what? As I will say, I haven't seen this O-line play yet. If this O-line isn't what we've seen, you know, Taylor Lewin is gone, Ben Jones is gone, this is a different O-line. If we don't see improvement from this line early on, I would easily take the Jaguars. It is all on this O-line. This O-line is going to make the difference in this division. If we don't see improvement on this O-line, I would take the Jaguars 100% take this division. But with the talent on that defense, and especially the defensive line, I am taking the Titans in a very close battle right now. But, again, I think this could come out of last week as it did last year. So, I think... Here's what I think. I think... I, I'm picking Titans as second in the division. Um, and it's not a... Cl- it's a close... It's not close between two and three. I'll put it that way. It's not close between two and three. I think the Titans are miles ahead of both Indianapolis and Houston. They have a much better defense. They have more talent on offense. But the thing that makes me waver is the fact that this is a running football team with a bad O-line. A bad O-line that lost two of their best offensive linemen... And they're trying to replace it with a rookie who could be good. And I think he actually will. I like Skoronsky. But one guy doesn't one guy doesn't change an offensive line, doesn't change their habits, especially not a rookie. I mean So I what I'm gonna say is what I'm gonna say a is a lot of it was a lot I of it actually was, I, a lot of it was injuries last season and they did bring in some help, like Andre Gilder from Philly, so well, I mean, we don't know how it's going to turn out, but keep going. I am going to agree with Kerry on the record. They will win 10 games because of their schedule. It is easy as shit. Now, is this a 10-win team? Probably not, but it is a 10-win schedule for this team. So I'm taking them at 10-7. and seven. I'm taking the Jags at 12-5. and five. I'm taking Houston at 6 and 11, and I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts at 4 and 13. Interesting. You know, I think uh, Trevor Lawrence and Ryan Tannehill are honestly pretty comparable. Shut the fuck up, dude. Stop. I think so. Get off the podcast right now. Don't do drugs, kids. Exactly. What's wrong with that? What's so wrong with that, Gary? Don't you like Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill, thro- I think Ryan Tannehill's a good quarterback. Ryan Tannehill also throws the ball 25 times a game at backs. He's a game manager. I think we'd all agree at best. Yeah. Right? Like, at best, Ryan Tannehill is a guy that doesn't turn the ball over. 
and he effectively he's, he's effective at play action passing. Exactly. Like, yeah, he's. I mean, I think at best we'd all say he's like top fifteen, maybe at peak. Yeah, I agree. But he's good at what he does, and that's about it. He's perfect for that Tennessee board, like offense with the led by the running game, led by the defense. He's not going to wow you by any means, but also, but I would say in his defense, like Tannehill's not a guy that's been in success in like a success situation. They've let go of his wide receiver one, AJ Brown. Obviously, they got him in DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's better off right now, but like he's not in a su- place to succeed right now. But How close are you to throwing up, Gary. I'm good. You don't sound good. <laughs> I'm vibing, dude. Sound bad. Dude. Let's handle so this place to see a, right now, but I've been a, a Tannehill supporter for years. I would take Tannehill any day of the week over Mac Jones. Oh Man. God, that's such that's a shocking take from Carrie. I don't know why so many people were pissed off about that on Twitter when I tweeted that yesterday. But what did you say? I said, who would you rather have a quarterback, Mac Jones or Ryan Tannehill? I'm taking Tannehill any day of the week. Were people saying Mac? No, most people are saying Tannehill. It's probably 70%. Okay, then why are you surprised? I thought it would be more even than, like, (laughs) I'd be getting death threats that I'm seeing Ryan Tannehill. I, I don't expect death threats about Ryan Tannehill. I feel like most people don't care about Ryan Tannehill. But still, I mean, See, death threats. Th- that's where you're wrong, Carrie. This is Twitter. Everything is worth caring about enough so someone kills somebody. That is true. That is true. That is true. I'll give you that. There's a Jeremy Zutaw fan account out there somewhere, dude. That is Zutta. Dude, I have a picture of Jeremy Zutta and Ryan Mallett together. That is a. I'm pretty sure it's Zutaw. It's Zutta, I'm pretty sure. R.I.P. to Ryan Mallett. Yeah, R.I.P. I'm going to go to the Titans 11 wins. I'm going to go to the Titans 10. And if Derrick Henry, like that guest was saying earlier, if the the book hasn't closed on Derrick Henry, he's a top five player in the NFL. Suck it, Derrick. Worst worst case scenario, what's the best record you see the the Titans have? Me? Yeah. What's the best record I could see them having? Yeah, that's an easy ass division. If if the Jags, I could fall see twelve. Up, I mean, the best record. I don't think they get to thirteen. I could see them at twelve. I think people like even as a Jags fan, like this is a team that was like like seven three seven and four. They almost beat the Chiefs. If they had Tannehill last year in Arrowhead, they would have won that game. And there would have been eight and four, and people would have been like. View them as contenders, but then they lost like seven straight after that. That this is a boring ass team. They have an old school way of playing, but they're still a good football team. Shout out to Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, I think, is probably the most underrated coach in the NFL. Hey, I was going to ask you guys if you thought he was underrated. Yeah, he's definitely I he, underrated. I like him as a head coach. Did you guys see that tweet? And it, it was like before uh, Hopkins signed there, most touchdowns. In Titans, yeah. on the Titans roster was Mike Vrabel, the linebacker. Yeah. Oh, wait, seriously? But, like, yeah, active more, players. Active players, the most touchdowns is Mike Vrabel, the linebacker on the Titans. Nobody Before, on the team scored more touchdowns than Mike Vrabel, the coach. Was, you know, 
That's Derrick Henry didn't though. score more touchdowns than linebacker Mike Vrabel? Receiving. Oh, receiving. I want to say, fuck you, Bill Bolchak. Fucking pay the man. I don't know why you let him walk. I hate you. Retire. Come on, dude. They could have easily matched him. We paid DeAndre Hopkins instead. I have no response. I have no idea what that sentence was, Kerry. You said we easily could have matched him and we paid DeAndre Hopkins instead. Exactly, Zach. They could have easily paid Deontay Hopkins, but instead they decided to pay Deontay, DeAndre Parker because he's such a great wide receiver. Devontae Parker? Whatever his freaking name is, he sucks. Devontae from LSU. No, it literally, it literally came out today on Twitter that Patriots could have easily paid DeAndre Hopkins the same amount as the Titans paid him. They did not. And they just want to sit in mediocrity for the rest of their career, I guess. That was that was funny. He was like, he's like, I want to win a championship, and then he goes to the Tennessee Titans. He goes to Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's get our final record predictions for the F, for the AFC South. Yeah, do you want me to read them, or do you guys remember? I'll say them again. Uh, I have in fourth place the Colts, four and thirteen. In third place, I have the Houston Texans at. Six and eleven. In second place, I have the Tennessee Titans at ten and seven, and in first place, I have my Jacksonville Jaguars at twelve and five. Sir, I got the Titans winning the division with eleven wins. The Jaguars right behind them with ten. Good enough for probably the first wild card. Uh, I got the Houston Texans winning seven games. And the Indianapolis Colts winning six. Do you remember yours, Kerry, or you want me to read them off for you? I'll try, man. I'll try. Shout to Sarah Ball. Okay, Kerry. <laughs> I got it. Kerry had the Titans winning I'm at, No, wait, wait, wait. I have the Titans at 10. Titans at 10 and 7. Jaguars 9 and 8. I think you had the Colts at like. So I had the Texans at like six and. No, you had them whatever. at five. You're the Texans at five and the Colts at seven. Yeah, the Colts at seven and ten. Texans at five and twelve. Shouts America. Hey, it's been late, man. You've been drinking for like almost ten hours now. Yeah, it's, been long, it's been a long day. I'm proud um, of you, man. Anything? Yeah, I didn't think. I'll shout out to my fans. I didn't think I was going to make it. I tried to make it this whole episode from 1 p.m. to now. Drinking, it's been like nine hours of straight alcohol. Okay, first I'm off, you said 11 earlier. Which one is it? <laughs> I started like 1 p.m. I was it's, it's like so you, you're a liar. You're a liar. You lie to the fans. Oh, I am. All right, we have, let's do some rapid fire before I pass out in my bathroom. <laughs> All right, rapid fire. Let's go. All right. All right, rookie Russ or rookie RG3? RG3. Think RG3. Robert. Which What quarterback will lead the NFL in interceptions this season? <laughs> I'm Come saying on. Dak again. Let's say it. It's Dak, baby. A-Rich is close, though. Daniel Jones. Wait, you lied, Trevor? 
Why do you mean? He said Herbert on the tweet. Oh, don't ever take – you can if you want because sometimes I'm being serious on Twitter, but that's your own risk. If you take something serious, I say on Twitter. Um, should NFL teams sign running backs to long-term deals? No. no. Long-term? No. But I'm going to say no. Never pay a running back money. I swear to God, if Gary throws up on screen. Zach, I would never do that on screen. I am here for the vibes, bro. <laughs> Answer the damn question. What was the question? Should NFL teams sign running backs to long-term deals? We already did. No. Yeah, we answered. You were gone, trying not to throw up. All right, who's the better wide receiver, Julio Jones or A.B.? The better wide like receiver career, or the or better playmaker? It's what? That's what I asked, bro. It's A.B. Wide receiver, it's Julio. Playmaker, it's A.B. I'll give it to A.B. Do you want to see Tom Brady stay retired or attempt another NFL comeback? I'm Hon- saying. Honestly. Fuck no. I don't want to watch Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask try to fucking. I would love to see Brady come back so he plays like terrible and then ruins his legacy for people. Not me because I already hate him. But Trevor, you're a Bucks fan. What do you want? I want to see him end up with Kim Kardashian. If she's not going to get back with Kanye, she should get with Tom Brady. Trevor, would you watch that video? What video? Carrie, don't be nasty, bro. All right, who is the better quarterback right now, Mac Jones or Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. I'm proud of you guys for saying that. True or false, Tony Gonzalez is better than Antonio Gates. It's true. Yeah. That? Uh, I probably am 50-50 on it, honestly. Who's your favorite Atlanta Falcons player of all time? Oh. One like brand Ryan, new like, Steven Jackson jersey. <laughs> I like Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. Okay, uh, no. Uh, my favorite Atlanta Falcon of all time. I like Tony Gonzalez. Ronnie, Ronnie White, number two. Probably Jonathan Abram, 55. I love you, Kyle Pitts, but I got to go with Brent Grimes. Name a wide receiver group worse than the Patriots. Houston Texans. Who's the Patriots wide receivers? Devontae Parker and... Juju, Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton. Not great. That is bad, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Texans. Trevor? Winter Haven High School. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the Titans have, a work, have the best running back wide receiver due in the NFL right now with Hawkins and... Uh, that little guy. I'd probably... Eric mm, Henry? Yeah, him. Honestly, y'all, I might get hate for this. I'm going to go with Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. Well, I could... The only one I'd agree with would be uh, Jacobs and okay. uh, Adams. Eh, Jacobs had one good year. Whereas quarterback plays. Yeah, like I don't know why dog. people keep saying that makes it, he's a great running back when he's had one great year. So he's had it. one great year where his quarterback played like absolute dog water. Of course he had a good year. Which of these safeties was the funnest to watch play? Trevor hates this hates this language. Uh, Ed Reed, Troy Polamu, Brian Dawkins, Ronnie Ronnie Lott. Who's the funnest I, to watch play? I hate the Steelers, so I can't take Palamalu. 
Um, I'm gonna go Ed Reed. Carrie, stop acting like you're about to throw up. I'm going Polamalu. I'm trying, bro. True or false? Jerry Rice is the greatest wide receiver of all time. True. Yeah, facts. Zach, I'm gonna say false. You stick him. Zach, I'm very interested in your top ten quarterback list all time, and like, I bet you're interested. It's almost done. It's gonna be weird. I'll give you that. It's not gonna be that weird. All right, trigger this fan base in one sentence: the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton, jump for the damn ball, bro. Um, how about those Christian McCaffrey injuries? <laughs> I don't like. I don't really want to be mean to the Panthers. I know it know? feels weird. What? Do, I mean, what do they have, bro? A lot of All regrets. Right. <laughs> Zach, what do you, Zach, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. Trevor Scott's top five Super Bowl favorites for this upcoming season. It. Eagles, Bengals, Chiefs, Dolphins, Cowboys. Do you have any thoughts on that? There are three the teams Cowboys that shouldn't the be there. favorite in Vegas right now. I didn't know that. That's fucking dumb. The most hate I got was from Niners fans and Bills fans. Uh, yeah, the Niners, there are, there are three teams there. on that top five that shouldn't be there. I'm not going to say which three. But there are three You're teams. Talking about the Eagles. Okay. All right. Describe Adam Schefter in one word. Fat. Shefty, bro. Nothing like him. Uh. I don't know. I guess creepy. I he just creeps me out a little bit. Who should be the Bucks quarterback one? Baker, unfortunately. I think it should be me, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just to be different, I'm gonna say Trask. Who should be the butt? Who's the best running back here? Pierce, Stevenson, Walker, Etienne. Pierce. I'm saying Stevenson. I'm biased, but it's probably Pierce. I'll say Pierce for now. I'm thinking Walker, honestly. No, Etienne, bro. I think Etienne is. Best football player? No. He's more of a receiving back, and when I think of running backs, I don't think of ETN. Did they mean, bring like, anyone One of the things I was they... hoping for this offseason, we'd sign like a, a more in-between-the-tackles runner because ETN's did not they that bring guy. It... But... Did they bring anyone else in or no? Uh, I think they did, actually. I just can't remember who. Rank the NFC South quarterbacks heading into this season. I'm going to say Carr. I'm going to say... Young, I'm going to say Ritter. I'm going to say Baker. Carr. Ritter. Baker. Young. I'm going to go Carr, Ritter, Young, Baker. Who's the best NFL announcing team? It is fucking not Tony Romo. I'll give you that. Announcing. Honestly... I like the Amazon guys. God, give me anyone but Chris Collinsworth. I like Al Michaels and Herb Street. Honestly, right. just because of how much Kerry slanders him, give me Tony Romo. Tony Romo sucks, dude. He's I awesome. like Tony Romo. I like listening to Tony Romo. He's relaxed. So they dude. brought in Dearness Johnson and Tank Bigsby this offseason. But Dearness Johnson is currently fourth on the depth chart for some reason. I don't know why. Final tweet before I throw up. 
<laughs> Name a retired NFL player you miss watching play. Shit, there's so many. Bro, LaDainian Tomlinson, honestly. I like Tony Gonzalez, bro. I miss watching play. You miss Tyrod Taylor, Zach? Yeah. Zach, did you see that thing I saying? Yeah. Like, I responded Ty- to Taylor. it. Tyrod Taylor has better stats than Ty- uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. That's I saw that, and that's why I tweeted today. I hate Twitter. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say I liked watching Ray Lewis. I really liked watching JJ Watt when he was in Houston. Uh, I really liked watching Ed Reed. I really liked watching Peyton. Jamal Charles. There's so many. I don't know. I could go on and on. Dwayne Bow. Dwayne Bow. God. <laughs> Amazing. Brian Hartline. Come on. No. Yeah, I went to a bar in uh, like for in uh, wait, Miami. Wait, Trevor, you were not just doing the thing, were you? Oh God. No, I went to a bar in Miami, and like. No. It's a sports bar in Miami, and like obviously they have like a picture of like Dwayne Wayne's shots in the finals. They have all these like Super Bowl finals, and there's just a picture of Brian Hartline. Yeah, I remember it. I I went to that one. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. But like, there's Dwayne Wayne's shot. There's LeBron James shot. There's like the Miami Marlins winning the championship, and there's just Brian Hartline catching a football. There's like Matthew Chichichek making that goal or whatever hockey does. And then there's just that guy. Shout out to the Panthers. I don't know. I miss watching Ronnie Brown, too, run the Wildcat in Miami. I bet you liked watching Ronnie Brown. (laughs) I bet you did. All right. Great job, boys. It was a great episode. (laughs) Who else I don't even there? think Kerry knows about that, does he? Nah, he doesn't. Uh-huh. Wild times. I think it was confusing. Alrighty, guys. Thank you guys for watching. Do you guys want to plug anything before we head out? Uh, just make sure to follow us on Twitter, at Football, and check out the bio for all three of our personal Twitters. Give us a follow as well. I'm going to go ahead and put them listening. on screen right um, now. Look at that. At Barely Trev Scott, at Barely Carry, at Barely Zach. Make sure you follow us. Are we down to two divisions left for the final? Yes, we yeah. are. Top 20 coming soon. Yeah, true. Go Gators. Go Anthony Richardson. You can like six seconds. Argument suit sucks. Carry, I Just thought you said you weren't going to puke. Yeah, I live my life. Justin Herbert's elite. Hello. What about what about uh, Trevor? What about M. L. Harris? He's a professional football player. M. L. Harris. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, guys. Lewis. Huh? What about Mercedes Lewis? Mercedes Lewis. Wait, who are you talking about? Oh yeah, Mercedes Lewis. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. But I couldn't. I couldn't find. I couldn't think of one. I had to look it up on my phone. That's the first thing that came up. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, It's been a pleasure to have you listen to our football talk this episode. 
we'll see you guys next week because we're back on weekly episodes this has been Zach Stradamus at Beerly Zach signing off for now